Oblivion, the podcast that tries to explain fictional worlds using science. My name is Simon. And my name is Jeff. So, Jeff. Yes? Have you ever, have you ever actually watched Avatar? <laughs> I have, actually, okay, yes. Good. <laughs> it was mostly all in one day. The only time I have ever been nocturnal, when I was like mm-hmm. awake at night mm-hmm. and sleeping during the day... Right. I watched all the way through Avatar. I would. That's all mm-hmm. I would do at night. Like, yeah, because nothing's open. Yeah, because no, and no one's doing. My family was asleep, so I would just watch Avatar and play guitar, and that was it. That seemed like a good idea to me. <laughs> I mean, you have no other choice, I guess. It's it's like a good like week and a half of my life that is just non-existent. A solid week of being nocturnal. Good. Brief description to anyone who doesn't know. Avatar is a cartoon, American anime. Probably mm-hmm. one of the first American animes. Might even be the first American anime. That I'm not sure. I'm it, not going to attest one way or the other. Yeah. It used to be on, I think, Cartoon Network in the early 2000s? No, I think it was Nickelodeon the whole time. Oh, you're right, it was. It wasn't Cartoon Network. It is a show about a little boy in a world where random people have power over the four classical elements, being water, fire, earth, and air. But they only mm-hmm. have power over one, while he has power over all four, because he's the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll go back on to the random people aspect. So That's the overarching idea and then they he he's set out to kind of stop this tyrannical oppressive government that's trying to just colonize the whole world and kind of industrialize well, no one it. says the fire nation is yeah. tyrannical. Yeah, I would describe them as tyrannical. I mean, probably. They definitely had imperialistic aspirations. I mean, but they also did things like they taught propaganda and they removed free speech and, like, dancing in there. Well, yeah, because a lot of dancing is controlling the elements. But not with a lot of people. Like, this is just Mm -hmm. across the board, no fun. It was like Footloose, but with (laughs) warfare. Tomato, tomato, really. (laughs) So that is one of the things. It is in canon that the control over the elements is a martial art. And it's all designed mm-hmm. after their own styles. They're based on actual... Different actual martial arts. Yeah. 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 And like you can see it pretty obviously in the animation. A lot of airbending is very fluid. It's almost like Muay Thai where earthbending is... Very similar to uh, Wang Chung, actually, I would describe it. No, water mm-hmm. bending is really similar to Wang Chung. I don't know. Earth bending is similar to something. I'm very bad with my martial arts. Obviously, the big thing, how do people control the elements? And by the way, this is control the elements, like, telekinetically. Okay, well, it's it's simple, Simon, really. Uh, gravitons and relic particles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> boy it's it's so tough so here mm-hmm. let's let's just get this ball rolling it can't be right. magnets here is right. why because no one knows how they works uh well yes <laughs> but <laughs> also metal in particular is unaffected by earth bending you have to bend right earth. yeah it's like an advanced 
form it, of earthbending. It's not even an advanced form. The only reason you can bend metal is because it mm-hmm. has earth in it. It has impurities, and you're bending the impurities. Okay. Yeah. That's, like, in That's can- what moles teach that's what Toph? no no Toph learns that when she's in a prison because she's oh, the okay. best character ever created in any show ever <laughs> Toph is pretty great by the way those who don't know this is a, a nine-year-old blind girl and is who's the toughest person you've ever met probably at nine years old third or fourth strongest person oh no maybe not that high probably top Top 20 strongest person in universe. Mm-hmm. Probably like White Lotus and Emperor's... Oz- uh, not Ozai. Whoever the Fire Emperor beat her out. But it's... She's mm-hmm. probably one of the toughest, best characters. Anyway. Right. So, can't be magnet Because then metal would be the only thing you could bend. But it's mm-hmm. one of the things you cannot bend. Normally. Right. Well, yeah. Because it's, if it's the earth within it. Yeah. And that you're actually bending. Even okay, yeah. in, uh, I actually know the lore for this, so this might be a very lore-heavy episode. But even mm-hmm. in Legend of Korra, they create machines that have pure enough metal that they can't mm-hmm. be bent by metal benders. Okay. So, what are other ways to create telekinetic effects? Well, and the interesting thing is that it's channeled through movement. Like, the motions of yeah. the martial arts. Yeah. So um, so let's start with... Unless you have an idea. Not yet. It's still percolating a little bit. Well, well I was going to say, it might be that it's it's has a, a neurological effect. That's why the movements are how you control it. Mm-hmm. It's too diffuse of a power for you to just control it normally. But when you tie in a movement to it, it becomes focused, mm-hmm. almost like uh, like meditation. Right. Um. Wow. So hard. Normally, I have like. A little <laughs> yeah. Bit no. Of an this idea. one's actually. This one's pretty tough. Well, what if we did? Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of warping of space time. What if we did that? They're creating somehow. Very mm-hmm. small pockets of gravity, and I think the like hole in that idea is different people can affect different elements. Mm. So maybe each element is a different thing. So so say fire is probably the easiest. They probably have like <laughs> this is gonna be funny. They excrete mm-hmm. methane. <laughs> Go. <laughs> unheard of yeah right unheard of and then they can light it on fire so they're constantly or when they want Mm -hmm. to they can spew out a gas and light it on fire so that's all that it takes we've already explained that in the pokemon episode where it's Mm -hmm. like a generation of an electric charge and they light it and then that goes forward Mm -hmm. earth is probably the toughest but yeah it makes the most sense if they're the ones warping space i don't know okay. how we're yeah. gonna do that. well and that's another distinction is for aside from fire all of the other elements already have to exist to be manipulated that's true right yeah okay so that might yeah that might play into it it, yeah, I mean, I think I think that does. All the other three might just be that. I was thinking maybe 
water might be control but that would be i was gonna say control of like a like the dipole in water yeah that's kind of what i was leaning towards but myself well that's a strong then how does healing work unpacking that the for people who aren't familiar water bending you can also use that water to heal people yeah uh, some some people can heal there are subdivisions of benders in the uh, mm-hmm. people who can control the elements in the show and one of them is healers i don't think we should go into them because they muck stuff up something fierce <laughs> yeah do they yeah oh lava benders i hid I, lava benders are fine because i would say are we is that legend of chorus stuff because um, i haven't yes seen that yes, that's legend okay. of chorus stuff a lot of the uh subdivisions are legend of chorus stuff mm-hmm. yeah no i just have the four classical elements from the uh original first series yeah lava benders only exist when it's the marriage of a fire and earth bender okay so there's clearly a genetic component there's definitely a genetic component so i think i think bending we should put bending last this is tough (laughs) yeah (laughs) I, i i think it's a manipulation of space i don't know how they probably they i mean Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah and like i was saying earlier i would lean against that just uh because it's only for those specific elements it, yeah it's for specific elements and there is a genetic component see i thought it might have been like some sort of cultural component because all the earthbenders lived in one city oh that's true all the waterbenders lived in ice but with the subdivisions mentioned in legend of korra the second like series um like it does look like there is a genetic element to it yeah that's just tough so i think it has to be a genetic component the genetic component Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily diminish the warping of space time because i can't do that so i'm going to assume that somehow biologically (laughs) they are different from me so and mm-hmm. we'll just assume that those genes can be passed on. Okay. What was your other problem with that? I forgot. Um I think we tied into it. It was like random well, not random people, but um some people can, oh, some oh, people yeah. can't. I, um, um uh, it was this I like that just ties into the genetics, I think. But it was the specific elements. What if it's mm-hmm. actually just a mental block? That... Uh, well, yeah, and that's addressed with Zuko, at least. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and actually, so that's actually a cool thing. Uh, there's a physical manifestation of chakras, the the Hindu okay. belief. So if these are biologic beings that have to pay attention to how the energy, quote-unquote, or whatever it is, is flowing through their mm-hmm. body maybe mm-hmm. only certain maybe it is a mental block maybe it is somehow it's the nervous system how it operates that allows you to affect certain elements and so technically all benders can bend all four elements however they just don't have the neurological connections to do that mm-hmm. yeah and that could come from they're just really holding on to the genetic element, just the genetic predisposition to form, you know, X, Y, or Z connections. Yeah, I mean, we have that almost with, like, like addiction. Mm-hmm. You 
have a predisposition to addiction not just a predisposition to becoming addicted to every drug mm-hmm. it's normally specific mm-hmm. things like alcohol or i don't know yeah so i think it would be genetic predispositions uh towards affecting the specific energies elements. like specific elements yeah. like energies associated with them yeah and the and the the type of warping that would be needed to move them so obviously mm-hmm. if you're a waterbender your your manipulation is going to be more fluid because if it's very hard like a earthbender you're just going to mm-hmm. lose the water like the water's just going to go in every direction right and that ties in with the um martial arts like what would it be like the would it be somatic somatic element of like the martial arts to like uh kind of tether like your energies with the elements energies to warp to put that into science less esoteric terms (laughs) yeah um (laughs) to warp space in an a specific way that Mm -hmm. affects that element in particular i don't Mm -hmm. know why metal can't be can't be maybe it's the fact that metal is it holds on to those ions too good yeah maybe that's what it is maybe it's something because it's so similar to the crystal structure yeah i don't know let's think on that though let's get Mm -hmm. see if we can Mm -hmm. figure it out at the end of this so right. so we'll put a pin in that. Well, What's your uh, we did conquer one of them. I like the idea that bending comes from like in this world, chakras mm-hmm. are actual neurological things, pools of right. uh, not maybe thought, but of like something biological that actually exists in the body. It actually is affecting. Right. It's like the gut nerves. Right. So the next thing, let's just take a hold. Let's just jump. Uh, what are the All right. What are the best things about this uh, series? Are the animals that they've invented? Um, yeah, there, there's no such thing as like a singular. Oh, there's very few things that are singular animals. Like there's literally only one bear in the entire show, and no one has ever heard of a bear. But there are bear armadillos, and everyone's heard of those. <laughs> like okay. it's only hybrids that people know about <laughs> so the question is what world leads to a hybridization mm-hmm. specific world so it's clear that like bear armadillos or bear mm-hmm. turtles things like that i know i have them wrong but the different variety of bear came from a single ancestor but mm-hmm. they are a hybrid with a similar creation now are they actually oh or at hybrids, least they look... though or is it just a different evolutionary track that these went like the animals went down in these in this world i think it's just a i get actually i think it's just a different evolutionary track i think that this might be a little bit yes. more than you're suggesting. <laughs> okay. Are you suggesting... Panspermia. What's yes. the... Yes, that's what it is. Panspermia. <laughs> Every creature comes from its own universe, and they all just happen to meet on Earth. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Um, what's it called with uh, sugar gliders and flying squirrels? Analogous? Is that what it is? No, it's not it. 
where they solve uh, the problem with the same solution, but they have oh, no genetic um, connection. Yeah, I think it's analogous structures. No, analogous structures are like like hands and mammals. All mammals have the same same arm shape. Be homologous structures then? Nah, hum- what nah, homologous structures. What though. is it? Maybe it is. Ana- Wait. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to uh, Pedantic Handravium, where you listen to us <laughs> furiously Google. Uh, I think it's homologous structures. Oh, maybe, then. maybe it is homologous. Yeah. Yeah, homologous structures like bird wings and insect flapopodia. Oh, is that really what it it is? Okay. No, I'm just really committed to that. <laughs> to uh, that idea? Kind of satirical published article I read for school. I still think we should do, maybe as like a bonus app, explain to people how dragons and wyverns are not related. <laughs> well, that's not difficult. Well, no, I mean. They're but, very different creatures. Like, Oh, oh or are we going to break it down? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We're doing a documentary episode. Wyverns, gotcha. wyverns are insects. Well, dragons are birds. Uh, or no, yeah, the other way around. All the way around. Wyverns are birds. It. Wyverns are birds, yeah, yes. That's because, because their they have structures the correct are, number of limbs. Yeah. It's the number of limbs, and also they have like arms in their wings, while dragons don't. Anyway. Right. Do we remember what those are called? I think it's analogous. You're right. I think it is analogous structures. For for which one? For flying squirrels and let me just look this up. I don't yeah. Analogous structures right there. Google heard me. Examples. Okay. Yeah. So it is it's analogous. That's I'm Is it analogous? Okay. Yeah. Yes, anatomically different but similar functions. So <laughs> I I think what it is is that or what I think you're saying or we're saying mm-hmm. is that at one point in time bears broke off and they went into a similar environment to say armadillo mm-hmm. and what they eventually ended up developing was analogous structures to armadillo now right I know you don't like panspermia but I think that the reason that it's this happens so frequently in this mm-hmm. world is because every creature already has the genes to to be like an armadillo or have armadillo like structures but it's just locked I mean, inside like, do of we them even have like is there a time scale that we're working within like it could just end up that way it doesn't have to be panspermia but then Pan, panspermia but then how do you explain why there aren't just bears that are just desert bears like hairless bears that are really oh, because they all pushers. died because the armadillo bears were better than them mm. they outcompeted them i'm bad at biology <laughs> <laughs> uh okay i mean that makes sense so here's the question. Mm-hmm. How do certain animals... Actually, we might have already explained this. How do certain animals have the bending powers of that, that humans kind of have? Like, Appa can fly. Badger moles can control... Yeah, Appa being their 
woolly mammoth uh, uh, flying it's friend? a bison what is it it's a, it's bison? a flying okay. bison six legs yes bison perfect yeah i think we kind of touched on that with the uh with how bending works yeah, yeah. something genetically in these creatures that's allowing them to bend mm-hmm. that makes sense okay and yeah appa was specific to the airbenders no yep uh uh okay yeah it, so that's just uh artificial selection yeah i mean that makes yeah. sense i mean like every single uh every single creature that can bend exists mm-hmm. in the same physical geography as the creature as the humans who can bend as well Mm -hmm. so it's it's quite possible that humans even the reason it doesn't cross geographic boundaries is because or doesn't really uh, like yeah yeah. there's just uh environmental effects yeah oh it's just like a specialization that occurs Mm -hmm. where humans develop this ability and that also might be why the mental component to it where that's a very small (laughs) got too close to the mic i got too close to my desk yeah uh (laughs) why there's why there's humans haven't changed that much like the difference between a Mm -hmm. dragon and a badger mole is pretty huge but the difference between a right. firebender and an earthbender is really small mm-hmm. so the idea being is that human beings can actually alter all of them but it's very very slight genetic alterations that limit mm-hmm. their bending to that type and then they just are highly specialized in that direction yeah yeah that makes sense so the last thing is gonna be well actually <laughs> i thought of it i heard you thinking i yep i heard of a separate thing because i realized this doesn't really okay you know i'll do it um there's two more though uh okay yeah blow a hole through our theories we've already come up with nope. oh completely different thing okay yep. got it so prophecy uh-huh how'd that work uh just like nostradamus they were vague enough to make something fit See, you would think that, except... <laughs> I was really hoping that. Nope. Well, actually, I'll say prophecy... I shouldn't touch my keyboard. Prophecy slash, like, spiritual journey. Because in this world, the Avatar has the ability to go between our world and the spirit world, which is like an additional weird universe where bending mm-hmm. comes from. Okay, the, so he can see through time. Kind of, because... To touch back on the Full Metal Alchemist episode, where the human soul has a fourth dimensional element to it. Um, so, yes, that's one route we could go. Uh, and I'm trying to think of a problem with it. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> uh, the thing is is that he can exist at the Mm -hmm. same time as a past avatar can... That spirit can exist. Mm -hmm. So he can be taken on a spiritual journey by his own spirit. I would... Oh, is it like 
reincarnation it, bit it is it is like the avatar is okay but that's fine i mean we would just assume that whatever the avatar's soul is is that it can just mm-hmm. surpass it can survive through several different bodies however right. how does it exist in two places at one time even with a fourth dimension um, component to it the human mind cannot comprehend taking on information from the like from the soul from the spirit world so it manifests oh um, i like that other like beings in order to comprehend the information uh, that it's yeah getting. so it's like um like non-euclidean geometry where the brain just yes. like shuts down and you're just like well this is the best thing i have to explain it sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay you know what that actually works and then that explains flashbacks and things that he has where it's like his own brain is it's all just in his own brain right those particular parts the parts where he sees other avatars so the Mm -hmm. spirit world will say it's just the universe fourth dimensional universe that all the kind of spirits material is housed in Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense how about how about this okay another jump Mm -hmm. in the avatar it starts off with a small boy being encased in ice for 200 Mm -hmm. years and then comes out alive unscathed without any (laughs) brain damage (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's that coming out alive without any brain <laughs> damage. That's difficult, isn't it? Are we saying that he's um, like, is he like a super squirrel? Uh, no, he's a tardigrade. Uh, can tardigrades turn themselves off like that? Can they last 200 years? Tardigrades can survive in space. Okay, I'm gonna say difficult <laughs> for a large creature. For a people, yeah. yes. Very difficult for a people. Like... You have to get past the whole evaporating water thing. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, if anyone doesn't know this, um, when you go into space, your blood boils. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, fun what happens in vacuum. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your <laughs> eyes explode. I keep on not looking at my mic. It's a bad, bad thing. So, mm-hmm. are we saying that he's, like, reducing... Because it can't just reduce his heart rate, because then his brain isn't getting enough of oxygen and he just died so how mm-hmm. how can he sustain uh-huh. like it no no muscle atrophy yeah what was he he was just yeah he just uh, jumps yeah, right out no muscle atrophy huh maybe maybe the avatar uh, was just like real swole before he got frozen we... so he just he atrophied <laughs> Yeah, so what is he just frozen in ice in like lotus position or was he like so, suspended in air? Um he entered the avatar state, which is like a super powerful state okay. where he has access to all of his past mm-hmm. live information and mm-hmm. he wraps himself in ice. So he, he freezes himself. How that do? This is a tough one. This is this is just hard. This is a hard episode. I think our hard episodes <laughs> yeah. are the worst episodes because um, we're not like 
just goofing off. We're like, <laughs> my God. Oh, because we're not good at Yeah, we're things. not good at talking um, while thinking. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I have a solution. I have a solution. <sighs> Where were we? Okay, you have a solution. So, have you seen the recent study that brought pigs back to life? I have seen that they were able to get, like, brain activity from a dead pig. They were. And they actually used anti-seizure drugs to make sure there wasn't too much brain activity that it would be considered alive. (laughs) Yeah. Unethical. (laughs) So, the the idea I have is, what if Mm -hmm. the Avatar's soul is a, a, like, a copy of its brain activity at any moment in time? Which also explains the Avatar state, which is why he can do that. Mm -hmm. All he's doing is, he dies. When he freezes himself... He dies. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He dies, and then and then yeah. Just so goes essentially, back yeah. Once it's that's exactly time. once the the body just okay rebuilds yeah. itself using its. I'm saying the avatar's soul is a save state, and he's just restoring to his latest save state because he's <laughs> running Windows Seven. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. If you, like, were to freeze the body like that, like, things wouldn't they necessarily... Yeah, so so like, there's two degrade. things... Go- yeah, there's two things going for so, him yeah. in this case. One is mm-hmm. he's, he's cold, so all of the metabolic right. processes that normally degrade bodies uh, are slowed. Mm-hmm. That's how generally right. people are able to be uh, brought back to life, quote unquote, whenever they're frozen, is mm-hmm. that the process of dying takes a lot longer. The yeah, other thing is he's encased entirely in ice. So he's in a anaerobic mm-hmm. environment. So the oxidation yes. that's going to happen, which is going to be the decay of his body, is also limited by the amount of oxygen that's just around him. Because he's underwater and drowning mm-hmm. when he freezes himself. We could assume he's kind of similar to like Etsy the Iceman. And mm-hmm. he probably doesn't look great coming out of the ice (laughs) yeah they just little makeup the tv Uh, is fine but what i'm thinking is if i remember correctly there's like a flash of light so you don't see him at first but if the fourth dimensional soul is conscious enough Mm -hmm. that it knows when the body is ready to come back that's when it takes all mm-hmm. of its previously stored energy and just revamps it. So mm-hmm. essentially it just keeps a store of like essentially stem cells and rapidly rebuilds or yeah. replenishes the body. Because you don't need like mm-hmm. a structure. You just need to revitalize the cells. So it's a lot faster of process. I don't know right. if it's like seconds fast, mm-hmm. but... Uh, well, yeah, we can allow the show to not 
take <laughs> to, several just hours shows to this man slowly growing. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Such a yeah. little baby. Uh, yeah, I I like that. I think that's. I mean, uh, yeah, pretty. pretty I mean, obviously tough, but yeah, I agree. I think that works. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we should. This isn't even science. Yeah. We should just change the definition of the show. And be like, we just explain lore <laughs> in a way that kind of makes sense. I mean, like, uh, it's the same thing. Right. So that's all I had. We've discussed. Yeah. I mean, we, we approach science. Yeah. <laughs> We've discussed evolution. Yeah. We like we threw science I, I at so it as too. close as we could. Like there are a lot of esoteric like, yeah. elements that. Are yeah, a lot really of it has to do with like explain. spirituality, but a lot of that could just be mm-hmm. mind space, like your the physical capacity of your brain. Do you have any better solutions to bending before we end the show? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, touch back on what did we have for bending? It's like genetic predisposition to being able to apply to generate gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Or acceleration. I know. It's tough. It's so... Yeah, it's just that it's specific to, like, the element. Yeah. Which I guess we explain with, like, the fluidity kind of thing. Maybe we explain that. Yeah. I don't feel so... Yeah, I guess that's not wrong. I think we should just... This one broke us. We can't explain it. (laughs) This one's tough. I'm sorry, Jeb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I shouldn't have suggested it. Yeah. Well, like I don't think we're too far off, really, though. Yeah, um, I don't think we are either. Oh, you know what the problem I mean, was? Like, it could be, like, you're applying whatever, like, a psionic force that interacts with the structure of whatever element that you're, that you can interact with. Oh, yo, that's a great... Oh my god. No, I like did, that. Did I do it? Did uh, I accidentally do no, it I have, again? Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, kind of. I have an idea. So, <laughs> okay. what if it's only specific element? Because mm-hmm. uh, you said structure. Oh, so not like the classical four elements, but like the actual hydrogen and oxygen. Yeah, like the actual periodic <laughs> table of elements. Right. Man, that really ties in with the point of this show that's a good idea <laughs> yeah right oh my gosh you would think the chemical engineer would be like you know what this is, a, this is actually a good thing right um oh yeah so the 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 initial problem was is that mm-hmm. earth bending affects earth and not metal mm-hmm. however what if it mm-hmm. doesn't affect iron or steel what if it's like it only affects like sodium lithium you know carbon other other elements that are present i mean it very well could yeah and and so it's not so much that you can't bend metal but you can't bend iron iron or copper or silver yeah like Mm -hmm. the common Pure metals you find. It just happens to be that only highly oxidative metals are the ones you mm-hmm. can bend. And you can bend, like, steel because it has carbon in it, but you can't bend mm-hmm. iron. Okay. I like – that works. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes For, sense. Like, we got it. For, like, kind of the same uh, – I don't know why you can only bend those elements, but I think that's better. That makes me happier. 
<laughs> I'm still I don't think we're there, but we're uh, at well, our recording we can time. revisit it. There's plenty of time. Yeah, but like, yeah, I guess. Maybe that's it. we should just have an episode where we just revisit the stuff we did bad. Oh, yeah. I expected we would. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, we would sense. have a series of those. <laughs> Nothing from the Full Metal Alchemist episode. <laughs> no, that's golden. Perfect. Flawless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't have anything else, unless you did. All right. No, I think that covers uh kind of the the high points yeah i feel like the big thing um yeah so thank you for listening to pedantic and wavium we are on all podcasting apps youtube yeah we are we have a website mm-hmm. which is um pedantic and yeah and then also pedantic hw.com for all you lazy people. yep those of you who don't want to spell that, our whole name. Our theme music was written and composed and performed. And I don't think he performed it, but it was written by Joe Sopcek. We want to thank everyone who stuck with us. I feel like our episodes are getting better. Yeah, no, we're we're getting our feet under us. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, don't worry. We listen to it, too. So <laughs> we listen to it so yeah. much. Well, we don't listen to it so much. But we do listen to it to make sure it's all right. So we know what we're doing wrong. But feel free to tell us what we're doing wrong. Because... Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, we love it. Uh, Also, feel free to give us suggestions for show ideas. Uh, If you go to the website, pedanticandwavium.com, there's a contact page. And you can also email us at contact at pedanticandwavium.com. We can do an episode you're actually interested in. Thank you for listening. I'm Simon Kozak. Yes, thanks for coming. I'm Jeff Conrad. (laughs) 